there. This is Cassia. And this is Coden. And welcome to The Oven Hawk, a podcast where we discuss the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic games and possible cinematic adaptations, as well as Star Wars news. Today we'll be talking about Clone Wars Season 7, Rebels sequel series rumors, Project Luminous, and answering a viewer question. This is Episode 11, and this is where the 1138 begins. Awakening in the Force. Have you felt it? Nope. Okay. Uh, let me reacquaint you uh, with what's happening. Clone Wars Season 7, there are some rumors that it is coming to Disney Plus on February 17th. And it sounds like there are going to be 12 episodes and they're going to be staggered weekly, like how The Mandalorian was spread out. So it's not going to be all 12 episodes at once. And to be honest, I kind of like that. Like, it gives you time to pace yourself and kind of absorb the story. It's not a lot of episodes for a Clone Wars season. I, I'd hope they spend more time per episode. The regular Clone Wars episodes are about 20 minutes apiece. But there's about 20 to 24 episodes per season, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to take into consideration that season six might have originally been part of season seven because the lost missions were released kind of as their own season and it was kind of a shorter season so i wonder who their target audience is going to be if they're looking to cater to the original target audience or if they're looking to pick up new followers or if this is going to be kind of like how the Mandalorian was dedicated to kind of the older Star Wars fans. I wonder what their plans are for the new Clone Wars season. I would say that they're probably appealing to hardcore Clone Wars fans. They didn't have to bring back Clone Wars, but they did. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a good story and it just felt incomplete. Like Disney Star Wars kind of killed it off just when it was starting to get good and i mean i think they always hope to pick up more viewers but i think they're just aiming for the classic clone wars fans i think watching the trailer that this is very much going to be ahsoka's season because there's not a whole lot that anakin can do because revenge of the sith is around the corner and that's his big moment so i think it's kind of like saying goodbye in a way to ahsoka tano Unless there's a Rebel sequel series or something else and we learn more about her in the future. But I I think it's fitting because Clone Wars is where we first got to know her. And we don't know quite what happened outside of the Ahsoka Tano novel. How she left the Jedi, how she became a Rebel, all that. So I'm excited for Season 7. Yeah, the arc was kind of reminiscent of 
Jude Watson's kind of prequel arc of Obi-Wan because there's that moment where Obi-Wan has to make a decision between helping some uh, locals or... People on Melita Dan, I believe. Yeah, or following Qui-Gon back to the Jedi Temple and he ends up staying behind. So it was it was kind of like a reminder and a callback of that moment. I, I like to soak up more this current viewing of the Clone Wars that I did versus when I first watched the Clone Wars. But that's what I picked up, especially on this film, is kind of that connection between their two stories. Though it was her her main connection with the Jedi Order was through Anakin. But looking at the 12 episodes, so if I've done the math correctly, there's 12 episodes, and if it starts on February 17th, the final episode, I believe it's going to have Order 66 happen, and it will happen on May the 4th. Because nothing says happy May the 4th than seeing all of your favorite characters die. So that would be fun. I guess there's there's a couple Jedi in the Clone Wars that get mixed up in Order 66 from the Revenge of the Sith movie. We probably revisit Kata Monday with uh, his tanglement with the clones. Yeah, on my Guido. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Clone Wars Season 7, if it kind of recreates moments from revenge of the sith in the animated uh form yeah do we know what shock t's official death is because they just have the deleted scene i believe she was officially killed by anakin in the temple okay because they they had the deleted scene of grievous killing her on his command ship because she was i think the invisible hand and then there was another deleted scene where she was killed she was meditating and she's like, I sense a disturbance or something. And he's like, it's me. And it was Anakin and he killed her. And then there was also the Force Unleashed, which I personally liked that end for her the most. I just found it. Poor boy. The Sith always betray one another. I'm sure I'm sure you'll learn that soon enough. I just thought it was a good moment. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to see some people survive Order 66, you know? So... Yeah. But yeah, so Shakti, if they show her, she'll die in the temple. And then, so looking at the trailer for season seven, it looks like a lot of this season will deal with the fallout of Ahsoka leaving the Order. She'll be sorting out her life, finding her place in the galaxy. So it looks like she has, like, she'll be making some friends outside of the Order. And. It also looks like Anakin and Ahsoka will will share some scenes. It looks like Ahsoka will be leading the 501st on Mandalore. And the 501st Battalion has their new Ahsoka-inspired helmets. And Ahsoka also has new blue lightsabers, which Anakin is a fan of. So it'll be nice to have Ashley and Matt from The Clone Wars, the voice actors, share some more scenes because... They're just a good duo. It'll be great. Uh, One thing that's not so great that I'm hoping I end up liking more is Anakin's hair. Because it is very different from the earlier seasons and the later seasons. It's like, it's an all new creation and I'm trying to like it, but it's just kind of jarring. So I haven't, I pulled up the trailer. I haven't actually watched it yet. Is it just longer like it is in the Revenge of the Sith or? It's just kind of longer, but... It's hard because in animation, it's hard to 
convey movement. Anakin's hair, it's kind of just like a weird wave. I know they just didn't really mess with the hair. They, it was just like a clay sculpt on each of the characters that had hair. Obi-Wan's hair is always very close cropped. And I think that may be a reason that Ahsoka is an alien is just be so they wouldn't have to animate hair. It's certainly interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see. I know that Star Wars has always been pretty like alien diverse and so i think it was fine that they just grabbed an alien for the sake of having an alien yeah it kind of switches things up so i did like it but uh sometimes like there's also reasons they make those choices and i think one of them is like cool we don't have to animate hair you know so it just makes animators lives easier but anyways ahsoka will be leading the 501st on mandalore and ahsoka will fight maul there and in the trailer it hints at like the clones having to deal with the personal costs of the war just so many clones have died and are gonna die and war is hard and it also looks like the jedi are kind of just losing themselves in the war they're just struggling because they're just used to being peacekeepers and now it's like will we ever win this war and yoda's like i don't know if you ever win a war mm -hmm. and it looks like Anakin's kind of getting to a darker place, leading up to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean, the last, what is it, 10, 15 years between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, that they went from being the peacekeepers to being uh, war generals. And, you know, some Jedi were, were good to the clones, some Jedi weren't so good. I think Anakin and Obi-Wan were among the better of the Jedi commanders, just uh, how they viewed the clones you see a little bit from shakti how she kind of treated each clone as a number including fives and wrecks and how jarring it was because they're used to anakin and obi-wan referring to them like actual people and some of these some of these clones like rex kind of got fed up with just the idea that their lives really didn't matter to the republic that they were just numbers and so they were just as eager to get away from the war as, you know, anybody else was. And it also looks like Death Watch might appear in this season. So we got some Mandalorian connections there. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. Ahsoka's going to be fighting Maul on Mandalore. But just watching the Season 7 trailer, it looks like it's going to be an epic lead-up to Revenge of the Sith. So mm -hmm. I'm excited, and we'll probably commentate on each episode in the future i haven't touched rebels yet to me it just it didn't really interest me to watch it just kind of was looked like it was trying to be the replacement to clone wars and also trying to be like an early morning disney saturday show yeah and it it just didn't resonate to me at all speaking of rebels there is a sequel series for rebels rumor slash leak going on we don't know how legit it is but we thought we could go over it sequel series to rebels is late 2020 on disney plus 
that seems a little bit too soon for me. They've either done a really good job t keeping it a secret or the date is off, but it, according to the leak, like it could end up being not legit, but it sounds like season one is in post-production and season two is well underway. This series would be set during the height of the short-lived New Republic. You would see the Senate explore some of the galaxy after Return of the Jedi, but before the sequels. Is this season two or like season five? This is the Rebels sequel series. So Rebels had four oh, seasons, okay. but this is a rumor for a sequel series. Oh, I see. So this is like a... It's its own thing. Yeah, I was hearing rumors of like a new like sequel to rebels but i didn't see if it was gonna be like season five or if it was gonna be like a rebels 2.0 it, it would be like rebels ended the way that dave filoni wanted it to because clone wars disney just pulled the plug but he made sure he was able to end rebels the way he wanted to on his own terms so this would be if it is real it would be a sequel series like even though rebels ended Okay. And so season one would set up to show Ahsoka and Sabine preparing to travel to the Unknown Regions to find Ezra. That could maybe be legit because they seem, Disney seems to be very interested in the Unknown Regions right now. So maybe, maybe it's real. Some of the rumors says that Ahsoka gives a valuable relic to the Kaminoans to stop and reverse, to a certain extent, Rex's accelerated aging. And apparently he would maybe join them in their quest to find Ezra. And it looks like season one would follow Ezra and Thrawn, and they'd become unlikely allies. And we would be introduced to the Chiss Ascendancy, who are in the middle of a war with the Grisk. And the Chiss would be, like, the main society in the series, and... Scylla, their homeworld, would be a hub. And Thrawn has a niece who could be introduced as a main character. And there are Force-sensitive members of the Chiss who are called Skywalkers, which is where the term comes from. The niece would be a Skywalker, a Force-sensitive Chiss, who they navigate using the Force, the hyperspace roots and apparently she would be a friend to Ezra. The Grisk would be the main threat and the opponents in the series so it might be like kind of different from how they appear in Legends. It sounds like there would be some scary things waiting in the unknown regions as well. Maybe and more Star Destroyers. Yeah I mean we don't have enough of those and the main mystery would like surround the barrier of the unknown regions and it sounds like there could be a character who the source says could become a fan favorite and is the last remaining member of the Rakata species i would love that if that would happen because then you know it's like kotor is being set up you know and it sounds like they would be like a force sensitive warrior who was once a cruel tyrant uh, when the Rakata Empire was at its height. That would be very interesting because he would have to be like 4,000 years old. Or, or no, when the Rakata Empire was at its height, like that, they would be very old. So I don't know how they would survive that long, but 
I mean, it may just be a leak, but if it's legit, I'd be okay with that. But it sounds like this character would be a mentor to Ezra. Morally gray, and it would be kind of like the character would be seeking redemption. And it would be an interesting character in combination. And it sounds like the animation style would be a blend of Clone Wars and Rebels. I always kind of preferred the Clone Wars animation style, so... That could be better. It sounds like it would like kind of have the dark, mature tone of the Star Wars universe and kind of draw upon the mysteries. So if that leak is true, it sounds like it would be pretty cool. Because Rebels at first, when it started, Ezra was the main protagonist and it was kind of like, you know, like fun Disney Aladdin early morning cartoon. But as it kind of started to get going, it became more of an ensemble show and kind of examined the force more, which I liked. And it became a better series as it went on. Like, it kind of grew on me. But if this leak is legit, it would, I think, make everyone happy. Clone Wars fans, Rebels fans, new fans, just general Star Wars fans. So I kind of hope it's real. Yeah, I think the best thing that came from Rebels was Grand Admiral Thrawn recanonized mm-hmm. and i think he was like the first uh, the first legend to be recanonized and everyone is happy about that because he's grand admiral thrawn mm-hmm. you know i have his star destroyer sitting on my desk what's it called it's called the chimera oh that that's cool it's like a monster from greek mythology mm-hmm. so yeah the name. model the model comes from Star Wars Armada, you either get like the Kuat refit or the Simon refit for the tabletop game, but it's currently a hood ornament. Okay. Alright, and then speaking of rumors, there is a rumor about Project Luminous and a possible High Republic trilogy. to be old and sober but we'll see what this rumor what it what it amounts to but uh project luminous was announced at celebration chicago with this quote the force is what gives a jedi his power it's an energy field created by all living things and it's going to be an upcoming project worked on by kevin scott claudia gray Charles Soule, Daniel Jose Older, and Justina Ireland. And it'll span across comics and books and tell one cohesive story. If only they could have done that with the sequel trilogy. And it will be released in 2020. This year? Yeah, it'll be released. And details about the event are scheduled to be revealed in January of this year so we'll probably so this month yeah pretty soon all right um Uh, 
I'm so, curious about this High Republic thing that explores more of the traditional Republic relationship with the Jedi Order. And I'm excited to see Jedi acting as peacekeepers, seeing a little bit of how they were used at the beginning of The Phantom Menace and how they were used in novels like Jedi Apprentice and Jedi Quest. I, I hope that I'm, Disney draws from influences like that. Yeah, I'm tentatively excited, kind of nervous. The poster that was used to announce Project Luminous, because what makes me nervous is this quote that says, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things until... That until just makes me worry they're trying to redefine what the Force is. So that's one reason I'm nervous. What? Because this um, is this is Qui Gon's quote. What does it say after "until"? No, that's that's the poster. So it's just like the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. Like it's your standard. Like you can imagine Obi Wan, Yoda, Qui Gon saying it. But until Project Luminous 2020, and it lists the names of the authors. Um, so it'll be like in films, in Del Rey, in IDW Publishing, Marvel, all of that. But where they get the luminous from, I think it's from Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. He says, life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you, here between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes. So, it's funny because just when I heard Project Luminous, I was like, oh, the Yoda quote, you know? From Empire. Like, yeah, so. it's similar to the Qui-Gon quote. Qui-Gon, so in the, kind of like the pre-death of Qui-Gon, it was understood that when you die, your soul gets like absorbed into the Force and you just kind of become one with the Force. And later, through this training that Yoda goes through and that Qui-Gon went through, is that with the proper training, you can maintain your consciousness through the Force and not kind of be absorbed into just the, the chaos of the overall Force. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see, I guess, more about that as more comes out. But there isn't any like major official trailers or news other than rumors i think at this point so their rumors and news are pretty legit so what making star wars is saying like it project luminous would be a trilogy uh set in the high republic so like 400 years before the skywalker saga it could potentially feature yoda who would be in his prime then we shouldn't see too many sith because they're in the rule of two and after darth bane they didn't know that the Sith were still around until The Phantom Menace. But it sounds like this trilogy would feature the Jedi exploring the unknown regions. And the rise of Kylo Ren 2 seems to confirm it because it features Kylo. Well, before he is Kylo, it features Ben Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Lor Santeca. So you see this panel of Ben sitting behind Luke and Lorsanteca in a starship, and it has Snoke saying to Ben, I sense disquiet in you, and Ben is saying, like, 
telepathically. I'm fine Snoke just off on yet another mission Mr. Skywalker to find Jedi artifacts. Morris Antec is here too. He thinks he found something on the edge of almost to the unknown regions. And then this is Morris Antec is saying it's probably High Republic era. It was a time of greatly expanded Jedi activity throughout the galaxy. So this comic kind of seemingly confirms that rumor to me. I would be very surprised if something else. Is it also suggesting that Kylo was kind of acting as a spy for no. Snoke? No, it's just Snoke was always a voice. He thought he was like, it, I would say like Snoke is kind of like the Palpatine here. Ben is like just trying to be a good Jedi. He looks up to Luke. I think it's like, Anakin didn't know Palpatine was evil. Ben didn't know Snoke was of the dark side. He just kind of saw him as a mentor, you know? Like, he's also kind of powerful in the Force, but he didn't realize that Snoke was manipulating him. And I guess I forget that Snoke is basically a puppet of Palpatine now, so all the Skywalkers get screwed over by mentor figures who are Palpatine. So, uh -huh. Just a big old huh. <laughs> It's like poetry, it rhymes. Should we close out with a viewer question? Yeah. from jcast underscore 117 and they were asking will they start the kotor films with the mandalorian wars or the jedi civil war and for me personally i would rather have if there were a trilogy of knights of the old republic just adapt knights of the old republic one into trilogy i would rather have it start the way the game starts I would rather than having someone like in the Mandalorian Wars, Revan, and you know they're Revan, I would think that you should start in the middle of the Jedi Civil War. Then in like flashbacks in the third movie, you could maybe start with Bastila on her mission to take down Revan, and then Malak bombing the flagship of Revan, then kind of see the creation of Revan. And then maybe throughout the third movie, you could have flashbacks of the Mandalorian Wars where Revan has to come to terms with he is. But I think the trilogy would be best if you kind of discover things as Revan discovers them. I think that's how I would want it to be. But what do you think, Coden? I would like to see the trilogy start with the game it could make sense is doing the trilogy around the jedi civil war i could also see that they do the kotor movies like as the game so four five six of the game and then do like prequels one two three of the start of the jedi civil war up to the content of the game i personally would like it to be a series on disney plus because I think, like, it would be good to have the characters 
expanded upon and it has a lot of good dialogue that I think you just might miss in a movie. And I think Knights of the Old Republic 2 just might not be as palatable to main audiences like in a theater. Like I don't see Knights of the Old Republic 2 like being an uplifting family movie to see during the holiday season. But I think it would be a great fit for Disney+. Plus. So if they did end up adapting, you could probably sprinkle in a lot of Mandalorian flashbacks as well throughout that because the Jedi Exile was a general in that and like fought with Revan and Malak and kind of has severe PTSD from that as well. So Yeah, I just think I that the, like the Mandalorian War just kind of takes place a little bit too far outside of the the time frame of what they would want to show off yeah. in like a KOTOR setting. All the interesting stuff happens in KOTOR 1, KOTOR 2, I would say. But not that I don't think you should never see The Mandalorian Wars, but I think it would be kind of like the garnish that you sometimes see in Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, mm. kind of like in flashbacks. And then maybe if like Knights of the Old Republic was very popular, you could have like a cartoon or comic book series or something showing what the Mandalorian Wars was like, mm -hmm. even though that's kind of already existed. Even though that's already kind of existed in the canon before. Yeah, I just think that if, if they did the the Mandalorian Wars as part of the, like, the KOTOR series and say they wanted to include the KOTOR video game as kind of like the bread and butter of the movies, that if they went back to the Mandalorian Wars, it would be like if George Lucas... We did four, five, six, and then for Star Wars Episode One, if he started with like Obi Wan as a Padawan in the Jedi Temple, and then yeah. finally got to Anakin later, like it is just be going a little bit too far back, I think. Sometimes it's fun though to have a story in median res, like kind of with the Odyssey. I kind of just was finishing reading that, like it starts with Odysseus landing on an island, and then he goes to a dinner and he has to kind of tell the story of how he got to that point mm -hmm. and like uncharted 2 does that pretty well because you start on the train and then you live up the game of how you got up to the train so yeah i think sometimes I like just do things out of order yeah it'd be a cool story i just think it deserves like its own thing if we had to write the knights of the old republic trilogy how would we pace things how would we space it out what would the beats be I think we'll definitely talk about that in a future episode. So thank you, jcast underscore 117. It was a great question. This has been Cassia. And this has been Coden. You can find us on twitch.tv forward slash Bond for various video and streaming. Currently, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. For comments and questions like what jcast117 did, you can email us those at ebonhawkpodcast at gmail.com as well as you can message us on our Instagram. And our Instagram is Podcast, and our podcast can also be found on SoundCloud and iTunes at The Ebon Hawk. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Alistair Schuermann. He can be found at https colon dash dash alistairsounds.wixsite.com forward slash alistairsounds. And our transition music was composed by Christian Walker. And he can be found at christianwalkermusic.com. This has been episode 11 of The Ebon Hawk. Take care of yourselves, meatbags, and may the force be with you.
We will be back soon. Bye for now. Thank you.